Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, you know what time it is! Ride with me. Talk about do you die, Chris Russell. The YIC is in the house. What's up, Rooster? Lanell Willingham has stopped by. From all down the hall. Just just from down the hall. Just a stone's throw so, so, away. So what is this concern? So you if finally I'm in the big decide- leagues and the minors. <laughs> <laughs> you fi- wait, wait a second. You finally decided to come back to your friends over here. It's been a where, while. Where we you know treat you a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see what you did there. And by the way, I've taken calls the last couple of nights on overtime, and that's uh, all people want to talk about yeah. is, oh, you handled yourself so well. And I've been directed by a very important man to just brush it away. So yeah. that's what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll uh, continue to do that here as I, you try to chastise course, me no, about no, no, it. No, 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 no. I wasn't even talking about that. I was just saying we like you. Uh, over but just here. know there's a promo over would, there that said, I would never call into another man's show and tell him how to do their damn job. That's the irony of all of it. I, but listen, that's here nor there. I, now, listen, you're going too far. I just want to talk I, foosball. I, I was bringing you over here and just saying, hey, man, we like you over here. Yeah. I wasn't saying that they don't like you over there. We like you yeah, over here. Yeah, everybody loves me. I mean, when you show up, it lights up the room. Yeah, literally. That's all we were you doing. Got a dark in here, it was Chris you, It was you that like extrapolated, extrapolated. that into, into thinking that you know. Maddie asked, "Can you cut?" I was cut referring that up. to something. Ex- extrapolated. Extrapolated. Okay. I don't I think want to toot my like, own horn. Beep 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 beep. <laughs> I think it's extrapolated as to I, I believe if if I'm using the word the right way, maybe Mac can let me know. Because uh, his mom's a teacher, um, extrapolated, right? I, like I'm, a, I'm like taking something from something, right? I'm extrapolating it, right? That's extract. Yes. Well, I'm extracting well, it, but extrapolating. Yes, you're right, but I think you're saying the word wrong. It's extract, like to extract something is to remove. Extrapolated. Do your damn job. Extrapolate. Extend the application of a method or conclusion. Uh, especially when, uh, to an unknown situation by assuming that existing well, he's trends up the will continue. I came over here with an agenda. Extrapolate, not extrapolate. I came over here with an agenda. I yep. said the next time I come over here, I would stand up and clap into the microphone for one Matthew Essig. Terry McLaurin clearly the most important person in this offense, and Matt's been telling you. When Terry doesn't get the ball, the ball doesn't move. So... There's that. I'll sit back down now. Matt, I wanted to give you your flowers for that because I know you've been beating that drum Thank you. since right. the preseason. Let, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Terry was clearly t- what are you, targeted 11 times in Philadelphia. Yes. They scored 31 points, right? Did not have enough targets. Did not have enough action on Thursday night. But they moved the football just fine in the second half when they finally woke up and realized that the game started at 8-15 instead not, of 10-05. Yeah. I was about to say, I know you've had – I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, and Terry only had one target going in, and they should have had one on a defensive pass interference. They took the call away. It was the wrong call. Uh, it should have been a defensive pass interference. He drew another defensive pass mm-hmm. interference, which didn't count. My point is, yes, Terry is 
uber, uber, uber important. I don't know at this point if there's one, just one individual that's uber important to that's fair. any unit. I mean, it's why it's a unit. The bottom line is, is <clears throat> they've got to find a, something to score 30 points a game because right now they have no chance. Right no. now, based on a month's <clears throat> worth of measurement, they have no chance unless they score 30. So that's what I know. All right. Uh, before we get started with that, I don't know how much you talked about this last night because I only heard the very beginning of your show. Uh-oh, that was the that was the bad part. No, I'm joking. Uh, but Ron Rivera <clears throat> came out, you know, and put this sign: "Do your job." Right? Very creative of him. Nobody's ever done that ever. before. Ever. Nobody's ever used that term before. <laughs> and yet Ron Rivera came out, and of course the reporters saw it, and they asked him about it, and he says, well, you know, after reviewing the tape and all of the games and whatever, we just, we just wanted people to do their job better. Seems like a pretty straightforward message. To which a lot of tweeters, yeah. or Xers, or whatever, said, <laughs> hey, did you put one on your own door? Mm. Did you put one on Jack's door? Did you put one on, uh, who's the linebacker coach? Steve Russ's door. Mm-hmm. Jeff Scanina's door. Well, Jeff doesn't need one. No. Well. His groups. Well, the defensive sometimes. line is fine. Ah, sometimes. I'll, I'll be. It's fine. You're, now, you want to do standing ovation. Oh, please do. Because <clears throat> I've been waiting. 27 quarterback pressures in four games, baby. Yeah. yeah. The youngest in charge screamed. From the mountain Like someone was stealing his lunch. Tell you. All day, every day, about Chase Young. I tried to and tell you. I, you tried. And I, tried. I, I said, you know what? Maybe Chase will get there. Yeah, maybe. Chase was the only guy to get there on Thursday night. Lit, quite literally. The only guy. If you heard I mean, John You can Allen give with... me every PFF statistic you only want. Only guy. Whatever, I don't care. Chase Young was the only defensive lineman, the only defensive player to make an impact on Thursday night. The, the only one that had a pulse. Yeah. On Thursday night. Yeah. John Allen joins the Junkies every Tuesday. He had a hell of a line because the boys asked Monday, him. Monday, isn't it? Or Monday, sorry. Monday, he yeah. uh, had a hell of a line. The boys asked him, you know, how do you measure a game like Thursday night where Chase gets a bunch of pressures but it doesn't lead to sacks? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John beautifully put it, would you rather beat the tackle's ass all night, have no sacks, or rush the passer horribly on all but two plays and fall into two sacks? Right. So there's... There's a balance. What he's you basically have to saying is the pressures, the hurries matter. And the quarterback hits. And they absolutely matter because your boy, mm-hmm. okay, who doesn't see everything. I mean, I, like, I know well, a lot hold of on. things. I didn't even get to come back and bust your chops about what time you showed up to Lincoln Financial. Uh, okay, that, that, that was a long time ago. <laughs> you, you can bust my. Uh, that was you, not my fault. You. <laughs> your boy does not see everything. Mm-hmm. But I, I consistently saw Chase Young on Thursday, and every time I yeah. Chase Young again, Chase Young again, Chase Young again. I was expecting you to repost some of my tweets. You said, no, 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 that's not good enough. Chase Young was, did his, Chase Young did his job yes, last Thursday night. to the night. fullest. Everyone else did not. And and that brings us to this whole do your job mantra. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, I don't know what you exactly said last night. I I, I, I got really out of the car right as your much. show was starting. <clears throat> we all understand this is not creative or original. No. <laughs> do you think any part of this will have any impact whatsoever on any of these guys? No. I don't think so either. Not 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 at all. I, I like the 
because the it should already be clear that everyone needs to do their job. Like you're mm-hmm. not giving away state secrets by right. putting that message on the locker room. Right. I, I will say this: it's a added reminder mm-hmm. to do your job. But like my whole thing is this: if you're a National Football League player and you need to be reminded to do your job. You probably aren't very good at your job. Is do and that's your, a different problem. Is do your job a reminder? Because I was thinking about this, the way they mean it, or mm-hmm. the way maybe Ron or whoever decided to do this means it is, hey, we tell you how to do this, mm-hmm. how to not be nosy and go for the football on every throw, how to, you know, if the throw is at a certain meaning basically directed at Emmanuel Forbes and others that are are not doing their the technique that they're taught that they're constantly reminded of constantly preached is that what they mean or is it just hey man do your job better like in terms of making more plays creating more takeaways my old ball coach Ray Fowles today do your 111th do your 111th there's 11 guys on the field on your side of the ball at yeah. one time if everyone does their 111th you stop the play. Too many times, and I think that's what they're alluding to, too many times on Thursday and really over the course of five weeks here to start the season, there is eight guys doing their job at mm-hmm. a time. There are nine guys doing their job at a time. There are even ten guys doing their job at one time. It's about everyone taking the onus to do your job. So that's what I think they're trying to do is make it individualized so everyone knows, hey, if I do my job and we all have that same mentality, we'll be more successful. So then if that's what they mean, and <clears throat> certainly that makes sense, there's nothing wrong with the message, right? No, I it, think we're it's, just yeah. it's just it's so typical of this coaching staff, which many people feel is dinosauric like, to take something that's been done and 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 preached and uh-huh. and and sent from the football, you know, heavens over and over and over again over the last however many years, especially by Belichick and the Patriots. Yes, I agree. Come up with something a different sort of message to essentially hammer the same point. Maybe I they said, steal my coaches. Do your one eleventh. Yeah, maybe okay, that should be the message. Fine. I said to Anthony mm-hmm. Haney and you when mm-hmm. you walked in. I said, if Ron really wanted some teeth to this, mm-hmm. the sign should have said, "Do your bleeping job." Yes, that would have get it right, across. Because yeah. then you would say, "I right, it's still the same message that Belichick and others have sent," mm-hmm. but it's, "Hey, you know what." You guys are all busting my chops about not speaking up at halftime. You yeah. guys want fiery Ron? I'll show this? you fiery Ron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll use a different F word for fiery Ron. <laughs> and remember, Ron once said about a year ago at this time that I'm the leaping guy. He Trust me, he said it. That's what he said. He said it when he was talking about how the great Carson Wentz acquisition. How great that was going. It was through. awesome. Carson Wentz, I mean, he was the bleeping guy that did all the analytics, that watched all the tape. And I'm it, the bleeping guy. It reminds me, though, back-to-back years, it's probably going to go down as the Chicago Bears game being the turning point Ooh, of the year. Interesting. In back-to-back years. Interesting. Because while some of us around here feel like this is the week that they get off the schneid, I've done some deep analytical research. The Falcons are not a group you get right against when you're struggling with what Washington is struggling with. It's going to be – I'm really curious to see how the offensive game plan that Eric Bieniemy and company come in with because every metric, every statistic that you look at, Atlanta's playing top 10 defense mm-hmm. right now. 
except for getting home on sacks. Which, that was the problem last week right. with, with the Bears. A right. sack and a half. And they, and they still had five. Come on. So that and doesn't everybody's matter. been getting home for at least five against this team. So that doesn't matter. Right. Right. So I probably doesn't. Uh, you know, there's so many things I want to talk about. Um, you, I, I, I tell you what, got to take a timeout. Yeah. You want to come back and we'll do a couple of calls, Let's knock out it. a couple of calls? Let's do it. Nell's hanging out with us. He used to be here Wednesday and Thursday before he started big timing us. You know, again, that big time oh, man. BTP <laughs> mantra in his uh, social media. I, again, it's beside the point is what it stands for, Chris Russell. Big time player. Not beside the, the point. Guy. Big. Wait, wait, what, Ron? I'm the guy. Who Ron, are you, Ron? I'm sorry. Ron. I'm Ron. The guy. What? I'm hey, the guy. hey, Ron, what about Magic Johnson? I'm the guy. Okay, no, not no, him. No. Not what, him. What about Magic Johnson, Ron? I'm the f-ing guy. No, no, Ron, Magic <laughs> basically called you out and your coaching staff out and said it wasn't good enough on Thursday night. I'm the f-ing guy. That's all that matters, though, is that he's... What is he? I'm the f-ing guy. Okay. Did, did you hear what Ron mm-hmm. said about Magic Johnson? No. This week? He he spoke about Magic? Yeah. Really? What you'll, hear, you'll hear it on the other side. Let's do it. Okay. Because you obviously haven't heard it. No, I haven't. Okay. I swear I haven't. You'll hear it on the other side. Wait till you hear it. Yeah. Okay. You cannot afford to miss it. And neither can you guys on the T980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, what song did you say this was, Manny? Uh, Panic? Panic Switch. So Panic Switch. Pickups. Panic okay. at the Disco? Yeah. No, no, not Panic at the Disco. Okay, okay. Not Sorry. Panic at the Disco. Your salad. I keep talking about it every time I walk in the studio. I mean, just... So good. It's so good. Can you smell what the rooster's cooking? Smell? It's so good. Yeah, it's, it's, um, damn, it's damn good. Uh, I love salad. Uh, I probably put too much... Uh, Stuff that would yeah, not I, I would, make it a little less You know what would be good healthy? radio? A um, film breakdown. A Take Command film ooh, breakdown from the Health Nuts. Logan Paulson command. and Craig Hoffman. On the content of your salad. I don't know how they eat and survive. I don't think they eat. I know they eat. I, no. I see Hoffman every time, every day. He's always got food. something. He's but he's in that. He he's still in that healthy. age. Right? Yeah. He likes falafel. Hoffman's got a jumper on him. He I likes, do know that about the Hoffmeister. He, yeah, he, he likes all sorts of interesting stuff. He's an interesting uh, man. Uh, Al Snow. Uh, the... What does everybody want? <laughs> That's my guy. Al Snow coming up in just about 10 minutes right here on the Team 980. Now, I told you that Ron Rivera responded to Magic Johnson's tweet. Yeah. So you haven't heard this. No, I promise I haven't. So you're getting my live, unfiltered reaction. Okay. And nothing surprises me with Riverboat. Or, so excuse Ron me, Titanic. was not happy yeah. about Magic's tweet. About Magic calling out his ball club. Okay. And I've secured 
exclusive audio. Of Ron Rivera commenting right. on Magic Johnson. Let's yeah, hear it. So I hear it. Let's hear it. I mean, what does Magic Johnson know about winning anyway? <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? I mean, what does Magic Johnson know about winning anyway? Oh, I think I know where this is from. Our good friends at Bleacher Report have done some damn good work. Oh, great work. Over the past week and a half or so, and that's good. I didn't watch the entirety of the cartoon, but I saw the headline. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. It's in the very beginning, right after the Najee Harris support, running back support group. (laughs) Which is also another really good Which is really funny. (laughs) This was with Brandon Staley. Okay. Zach Taylor and Matt Eberflus, who just kicked Ron's ass, (laughs) and Ron was a little salty about what Magic knows about winning anyway. I mean, what does Magic Johnson know about winning anyway? (laughs) For the record, also, for everyone who doesn't have the visual, Mm -hmm. as soon as Linnell heard that initially, there was no noise, nothing, just... His jaw dropped. Like an audible yeah. gas. It <laughs> like, was, was jaw down. I mean, Wait, could you what? imagine the audacity of Ron to say that about Magic Johnson? He doesn't. I'm not even going to go there. I just don't think he would go that route. It wouldn't be the smart but route to go. He just did. He just did, though. I mean, what does Magic Johnson know about winning anyway? <laughs> I, I want to know. I would love to see and know Ron's real opinions about the tweet. I'm the guy. Oh, okay. Okay, Ron. Okay. That's what Ron was saying at about, <laughs> about 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning I mean, last I'm Thursday the, night. <laughs> I'm the king of the mountain around here, pal. Man, Chico. I don't know who you think you are. <laughs> All right, let's get a couple, let's get a couple of calls in here uh, because people have been waiting on hold uh, too long. Let's go to our guy, Sean in Connecticut. What up, Sean? How are Sean. you? I'm good, Chris. How's it going? Sean. 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 Uh, I just wanted to give my take on where the team is at right now. Um, I think because of the most Washington-type performance I've ever seen last Thursday night, now we're all, we all came crashing back down to earth, and we were reminded once again what this franchise does on a day-in, day-out basis, and that's disappoint. So I will say the one positive thing about that is they're still going to find a way to disappoint us, but it won't be as painful because now we uh, – like before that game, I had all the hope in the world. I called in. I still said I was very nervous like it was a big divisional game, and I was proved – it. like my nerves were uh, – what's the word? Like they were, they were confirmed to be like fair. So I'll, put, I'll just put it that way. So I just hope going forward – they play the Giants in two weeks. Uh, as you guys know, Connecticut. If they win on Sunday, I'm going to that game. That a boy. If not, it's it. If not, if they don't win, I just I I really don't think it's worth it. Um, but I really want to go. So I really like. I, I don't know. I don't know if I could stay away even if they do lose. But I really don't know if I could justify every like buying everything that comes in getting to MetLife and stuff <clears> like that. So I just hope they do something. Like I'm just. They better. I don't know. I guess anything good at this point is a plus, but anything bad is just going to be like, like second half of the Bears game. I, I just the end of the first half, second half, I just had no reaction to anything because there. It's just at a certain point, you just can't like. I don't know. It's not worth it. All right, thanks guys. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate as Sean. always, uh, and 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 Sean's, you know, he's twenty-one year old guy. He's younger than you. So yeah, he's part of the youngest and, in charge. I mean, that's my he, guy. He is, and. and 
he's you can hear the frustration in his voice. He like, sounds like me. I don't know if the season comes down to one game. It no. doesn't, right? I mean, and it, with this and, group, it does. As far as Ron's concerned, what's the big deal? We've got eleven more left. What's nothing ah. to see over here? We got twelve more games left. Not buying that. So much so that I, I gave the declaration last night on overtime. Uh-huh. If Washington loses Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons, Ron Rivera should be on the hot seat heading into New York. They are getting ready to enter the most pivotal stretch of the season. Four out of your next five are on the road. You are going to find out exactly who the hell you are here in the next five weeks. Don't 110%. You, do you, don't you already know what they are? I don't know. They're the most Jekyll and Hyde team in the sport right now. I think what they are is a feisty competitive bunch at times. At times. When they're getting... When, when, when they're getting kicked in the teeth like they have all this last week. Mm-hmm. I expect a much more inspired performance on Sunday. That's the problem. We've got to stop but expecting they're, But they're not good enough in a lot of cases to win those games, but they're good enough to give a better effort, performance, what have you. And then they also are asleep at the wheel for yeah. games that they shouldn't be, right? And that's clear and obvious. So what they are is the classic definition of, and what I always say is <laughs> mediocre or mediocre plus. That's what they are. I mean, that's what they I, are. I just see in each and every day this week, I've, I've woke up on a different side of the bed, so to speak, on how I feel about the group. Mm-hmm. Today, I woke up feeling a little bit more optimistic because last night I was pretty frustrated. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's just hard to watch what's going on the first five weeks because we had, or I had at least, such high expectations for this group. I thought, and I I said it with conviction, and I genuinely meant it, I thought they were going to win 10, 11 games this year. I thought this was an 11-6 and ball club. All of the talk you heard coming out of camp was how well the secondary was playing. I even went on to say they may be rivaling the defensive line room as the deepest group on the team, Mm -hmm. and sure is that going to get tested on Sunday. Mm -hmm. For all of you clamoring for Quan Martin, here you go. Here you go. Yeah. And as far as an increased role for Percy Butler, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Don't know how I feel about that. But the one thing that me and you both know, radio next week, if they lose Sunday in Atlanta. How many more weeks, though, are we going to get of that? I mean, because people are losing their mind. Wanting to well, fire Ron and Jack, and if it doesn't happen because the new owners don't want to be bad guys and fire a, a veteran <laughs> coaching staff six games in, I, I, I mean, because that's very that, possible though. that they're thinking that. I just don't buy it, and I don't, I don't get the patience. I'm frustrated by the patience that this group has. You have patience when you buy a product and you haven't seen much of it. There is four years of data mm-hmm. to show what the hell this group is. They stink. They're not going to take you to where you want to to where you want this franchise to go. So why are you wasting time? I would agree with that. The, the way I would defend their inaction is you wind up looking like renegades if you do that. Like basically the Walton family who came in and and you know they didn't hire Nathaniel Hackett and then blew him out in less than a year. But at least they waited eleven or twelve games or thirteen games or whatever it was. I mean, that Denver situation I know. is incomparable, I but. Know. Yeah, my, my whole thing is you've seen enough with this group already, man. If you, Why is it every every year we have to wait five weeks for the defense to start playing? Why do you think we don't make the playoffs, Chris? Because we start slow every year and we're playing catch-up in December and January. 
It's their fault. Everything is rooted in, in them, the coaching staff. You hate coaches, don't you? I understand both sides of it because, like, Jack Dorio's not getting mossed by DJ Moore. Jack Dorio's yeah. not, not getting a consistent pass rush. But, darn, he's not putting them in position to succeed enough. That's my issue. Why are you leaving Emmanuel Forbes in man-to-man coverage in back-to-back weeks when clearly he's struggling? Well, Help him out. Well, eventually they benched him. Yeah, that was the wrong they, decision they, to make. They, they hope that helps. It was a out. stupid decision to make. <laughs> if, if he does not turn into a good football player, remember this moment. My guy, Linnell Willingham. Uh, so you're on overtime tonight. You're doing updates now. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just here. You're I had on to get this off my chest. 6.30 to what? 7.30. 7.30 tonight. Get you ready for on Thursday 106.7 The Fan. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what do you got tomorrow? Updates? Updates. And then uh, post maybe, maybe I'll join and, you. And then Burgundy and Gold in game, right? Sunday? What, what, yeah, on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. There you go. And there a little post game coverage as well. A little post game. My guy. Hopefully it's a fun post game. My guy. Yeah. Fun doing it. Yeah. Always. I mean, you you know you're always welcome over here, right? Of course. Okay. This is safe haven. It's my home. Right. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure. All right. I'll say that uh, too, uh, do a quick trending alert and then Al Snow. Right, the ball playoffs, only one game on the schedule tonight because everything else wound up uh, and wrapped up, including a couple of sweeps. Dodgers getting swept last night by the Diamondbacks leaves the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies center stage tonight from Citizens Bank Park in South Philadelphia just after 8 o'clock. The Phillies could advance to their second straight NLCS with one more win. Bryce Harper with two bombs last night to topple the Braves 10-2-2. Meanwhile, Thursday night football, it is Kansas City hosting Denver. The Broncos have not beaten the Chiefs in 15 straight. Travis Kelsey expected to play for the Chiefs. Taylor Swift expected to be in the house. Frank Clark expected to be let go by the Broncos. Could he wind up with his former team, the Chiefs? We shall see. Coverage underway at 7.30 on the fan. And that's what's trending. What does everybody want? What does everybody need? Back here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. And you guys know what a wrestling mark I am. And there's no bigger name than a wrestling icon, legend, who has done it all in the business in many different spots. And right now he's one of the stars uh, of the Netflix new series, docu-series called Wrestlers. It's out and available now. He's also the Ohio Valley Wrestling CEO and general manager. It's Mr. Al Snow. And he's with us here on the BetQL guest hotline. Al, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for doing this. How are you? I'm doing so good that if I were doing any better, I'd be jealous of myself, Chris. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. I appreciate you uh, uh, doing well and, and and making some time for us. All right. So, um, I got to be honest with you. It's football season, so I'm real busy. Uh, I'm sure you kind of sure, know how yeah. that works. So, I've only seen one episode uh, of Wrestlers, but it's fantastic. Uh, I mean, it's everything that I heard it was. It's everything that I thought it would be just through one episode. Obviously, you're a big part of it, as you would expect. Why did you decide, uh, along with Netflix and Ohio Valley Wrestling, to do this? Was it just for that main 
mainstream exposure or was it because again, professional wrestling is the art of storytelling? Well, uh, partly it was because professional wrestling is the art of storytelling and Greg Whiteley, who's also the executive producer and director of, uh, cheer and last chance you, I saw his work, uh, what he did with those mediums. And I, 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 I knew with Greg and his crew that, uh, it was an incredibly amazing opportunity that if you were a fan of wrestling, I, it was my hope that this would give you some new insight and a greater appreciation and respect for professional wrestling and the professional wrestlers who do it. And if you weren't, which is fine, I mean, that you know, that's that's doesn't bother me that there's people that are not fans of it, but it was my hope that maybe it would give you an insight that would give you an appreciation and respect for professional wrestling and the professional wrestlers. And maybe, maybe just maybe it might catch your interest to the point where you might become a fan mm -hmm. and enjoy it for what it actually is, which is the art form of, of physical storytelling within the context of a competitive situation, you know? Um, and that, that it, it's, it, it truly is an art uh, that we do. And, you know, and it's not for everybody, but, you know, but if you give it an opportunity, then you can actually get caught up in and experience some amazing characters and amazing stories that can be told. How hard is it, Al, uh, still in 2023 to fight that stereotype <laughs> that, you know, a lot of us grew up with? Oh, wrestling's not real. How could you watch? Wait, wait, that was long yeah. ago, right? That was long ago. But it's still but, prevalent, though. Yeah. What's that? I said it's still prevalent, that, right. that misnomer that, yeah. you know, uh, of, oh, that's fake. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, why do you watch that? And, you know, usually what I tell people, you know, they'll come up and they'll go like, you know, oh, wrestling, you like wrestling, that's, that's fake, you know, and it's like, oh, uh, thanks, murder, she wrote, how long did it take for you to put the clues together, Angela Lansbury, I mean, uh, you know, you know, magic's not real, too, I hope, yeah. right, you yeah. know, and, and we, and that really is what it comes down to, is that, you know, they're intrinsically, with all forms of entertainment, there is an aspect that isn't real uh, to some degree or another. And if you're willing to forego, uh, you know, and, and what is real or not real, what's fiction, what's not, you know, what's fact, you know, uh, you can be entertained and you can mm -hmm. enjoy it for what it is. Uh, you know, Spider-Man is not a documentary about a young <laughs> teenage boy who can shoot webs from his wrist right. and stick to a wall you know granted a lot of teenagers probably do something similar to that but um but you know it's not a, an actual documentary about mm -hmm. it it's 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 a movie and when you're in there you can you can be absorbed into that world and you can enjoy it and professional wrestling is no different you you can come and you can enjoy it for what it is and have an amazing uh experience that quite honestly you can't get anywhere else that, you know, if you're at a live wrestling event, you, the audience, are as much a part of that experience as the wrestlers are. And mm -hmm. together you create such a, uh, a energy and a, 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 a moment that doesn't live like it does anywhere else. I mean, you know, it's, it's really, really is a lot, a lot right. of fun and really a lot to enjoy. 
No, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in on you there. Wrestlers is out now yeah. on Netflix. Uh, you can watch it. It's great. Uh, and uh, we're, of course, joined by uh, co-owner and CEO of Ohio Valley Wrestling and wrestling legend Al Snow with us here on the Team 980. Uh, Al, I, I don't know how much attention you pay to the NFL and whatnot. I cover the Washington Commanders here in Washington, D.C. Uh, NFL yeah. team, proud history, all sorts of chaos ownership change, you know, and, 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 you know, everybody's kind of like watching how this thing unfolds in real time, you, and just in episode one, you guys tell the story on wrestlers of, of, of accepting in new owners because you needed the financial stability and infusion because, Hey, every, everything is based on money, but it shows the dynamic and some of the issues behind the scenes. How difficult has that process been for you? Uh, it's been a challenge, you know, um, only from this, the standpoint of, you know, the fact that it, it, wrestling is like every other business and it's like no other business, <laughs> you know, in the sense that, you know, if you buy a Jimmy John's franchise, well, you, you, you know, you're in the business of being a Jimmy John's and, you know, to make money, you've got to market your product, which are your sandwiches and if your sandwiches are good hopefully you'll build a customer base that will you know, sustain you and you'll be able to make a profitable uh, business in wrestling my sandwiches have their own agendas have their own egos their own insecurities their own neuroticism because the product are the wrestlers and you know the one key idea is that you have to understand is in wrestling you they the wrestlers don't work for you They're, you're in a business relationship with them you don't employ them. They, you give them a platform, they go out, they make themselves an attraction, and then together you exploit it and you both make money. And, you know, that's a different way to, to run a business than, mm -hmm. than what's the standard business. And if you're not, you don't know it and you don't know how to navigate it, it can be quite a challenge for people coming in from outside. How difficult is it to script and execute a live TV show? Because what, what people don't realize is, in addition to the Netflix series, you also, with Ohio Valley Wrestling, do live television, right? And it's one of the last bastions of the indie circuit. How difficult is it to get it right, Al? Uh, it's incredibly challenging. Every single week, uh, and I, I joke about it, but it, it, every single week, it's the longest two hours of my life. Uh, <laughs> You know, we do a live two-hour television program every Thursday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. If anybody wants to watch it, they go on uh, the Fight TV Plus TV app uh, on your phone. You can broadcast it on your TV. It's Fight, F-I-T-E TV. Uh, or you can check us out on YouTube. Um, but uh, we do it live every every Thursday night. And um, But the the... the it's it's incredibly challenging. We always have equipment problems literally mm -hmm. 10 or 15 minutes right before we go on the air uh, every single week. Um, talent, you know, are flaky and one minute they're there and you can rely on them and you're building a story around them and the next minute they go, well, you know, I can't make it this week or, uh, you know, or I chose not to do it. You've got to think on the fly. But there's a magic and an energy that occurs when you're doing live television that nothing else can match. Um, it would be so much easier for my life in general if I were to just do a post-produced show. Uh, but that live television 
like, and I don't need to tell you, I mean, I'm sure you've done your uh, share of live events of, sure. of you know, radio broadcasting, et cetera. When you're doing it live, it just, you know, there's no safety net and you know that you get one shot yep. and, and it just drives you to be that much better, you know? No, you're so right. When that red light goes on, it's sink or swim time, baby. Uh, whether it's professional yeah. wrestling, radio, TV, what have you. Uh, listen, I, I, I've got a million other questions, but uh, I know we're out of time. I know uh, you're busy. And uh, congratulations on doing everything you are to A, save and thrive in, uh, in Ohio Valley Wrestling. Again, that's been so important in the wrestling industry. Uh, again, tremendous career, obviously, in the ring uh, and as a storyteller and with this Netflix wrestlers documentary, highly suggested. Uh, appreciate your time, Al. Have a great uh, rest of the week and good luck uh, with everything moving forward. You as well. And again, thank you very much for your time. You were very gracious. I appreciate it. All right. That is Al Snow from Mojave Valley Wrestling, star of Netflix's Wrestlers. Go and watch it and watch their show every Thursday night on Fight TV. There you go. Uh, appreciate him coming aboard. And yes, but before you ask, that, that was his real voice. Very gravelly voice. If you watch the show... Very gravelly. Very gravelly. But that's okay. It makes him different. Al Snow. Where's head? The mannequin head that he used to shake around. He didn't have that when we talked earlier this week. All right. Coming back. Dumb Dumb of the Day. And we'll wrap it up here on a Thursday. Good to have you with us on the Team 980. Always live and free on the Odyssey app. Oh, you might remember that tune, huh? A little weird, Al. <clears throat> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting, before we get to our dum-dum of the day, well, when I go up to Ohio, when I go up to Ohio, it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's an omnipresent thing. Not too far away from where my kids live in Canton. Uh, you, uh, you can visit Amish markets and have... All sorts of fun and spend all sorts of money. But what you can't have is a cell phone. It's time for Dum Dum of the Day. So if you commit yourself to that lifestyle, which is your choice, you do what you do. It's, it would never be for me. It would never, ever, ever be for me. But you do you. Well, remember last week when we had at 2.20 an EAS national alert and everybody's cell phone went burp, right? Whether you had it silenced or not, it just went bonkers because it was a national EAS alert. Well, apparently last Friday, October the 4th, a bunch of Amish men, according to a former member of the Amish Society, Eli Yoder, who said on TikTok, a bunch of Amish men were busted for carrying secret cell phones, which they are not allowed to have, in hand-sewn pockets. Why? Not because they got a phone call. Not because they had something salacious on the cell phone. 
Not because they were watching something on the cell phone, but because they were hiding the cell phone, which they're not allowed to have, and the national EAS test went busto. Next thing you know, he calls the chicken police on me. Or the Amish police. So this one former member of the uh, Amish society, Eli Yoder, uh, said, guess what? I just got a couple of my Amish buddies shunned today by the Amish church uh, in a video that's going viral all over the internet, whatever. He says, over the last few years, there's been quite a few Amish men that reached out and wanted phones. So whenever they request to have a phone, I'll do everything I can to try and get them a phone. He continued talking about it. He might have gotten shunned. Uh, he might have to get shunned uh, using, uh, you know, of course, again, this is against the Amish church. Um, and they want you to have isolation for community, life, and activities. Uh, and Eli Yoder basically joked. He said, from now on, I guess I have to remember to give all my Amish buddies a heads up if there's a planned emergency test alert. And he's laughing about it, right? And basically, according to the religious group, again, posted online, conveniences like electricity, television, automobiles, and telephones are considered, quote, to be a temptation that could cause vanity, creating inequality, or lead the Amish away from their close-knit community. (laughs) Again, you do you. Whatever floats your boat, man. You want to live like that? Go right ahead. However, I got to say this. If you commit yourself to a life of purity... If you commit yourself to a life of living this way, one thing you shouldn't probably do is put a cell phone in your clothes in a sewed-up pocket, making sure the audio is up, the volume is up, when they're doing a national EAS test. Because guess what? You got busted! Congratulations, you're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Again, I could never, ever, ever live like that. I do like a good Amish market every once in a while. I do. I do. They have some good stuff. I've been there with my kids in the Ohio area or in the state of Ohio, in the Canton area. Not too far away, baby. It's like 20 minutes. I mean, God bless you. Do whatever makes you happy. Just don't carry your cell phone. Because it's going to go off, and you're going to get busted. And you're going to get outed of the secret society. The Amish secret society. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right, that's going to do it for us. Do your job, damn it! Matt, do your job. You people, do your job. Anthony Haney, do your job. Craig Hoffman, do your job. And then we'll all win a game Sunday in Atlanta. See you tomorrow at 1. Thanks to Al Snow. Thanks to Connor McMichael from the Washington Capitals. Thanks to you for being a part of the show. Tomorrow at 1, we reconvene. Adios.